What made you go from meh to oh crap, I need to see a doctor? I broke my butt. I slipped and fell down two steps of stairs. No big deal. My husband said I needed to fix my pants because it looked off from the back. I broke my sacrum bone, bone above your tailbone, between S3 and S2, and it was sticking out. My doctor had to pop it in. There is nothing that can fix. I have a paralyzed tailbone. I can't feel it. I used to have agonizing leg pain, and it would kill me to step sometimes. I chose to ignore it until I was scratching my balls one evening and discovered a lump. I was afraid I had cancer spreading and ran to the doctor. Found out I just had a weird growth on my nut that was not cancer. Leg still hurts though. 4 a.m. Drive heaving. Meh. 8 a.m. Kind of loopy. Have to catch my flight home. Noon. Get wheelchaired off the plane. Escorted to connecting flight. 3 p.m. Landed in hometown. Wheelchaired out to meet my girlfriend. 5 p.m. Shivering uncontrollably in a scalding hot shower. Abdomen pain so bad I couldn't even stand up straight. 5.30 p.m. Admitted to hospital. Got scans and tests overnight. 7 a.m. Appendix surgery. Worst birthday so far. Worst birthday. I think the worst birthday I ever had was when I got hit in the legs with a baseball bat. Like, actually hit in the legs with a baseball bat when I was 10 years old. But at the same time, I also got a game cube that day. So maybe not that bad. I passed out at work. I was in my late 40s and a heavy smoker and not much of an exerciser. After a crap ton of tests, my dog told me I had a mini stroke and if I really didn't want to see 50 to just keep up my bad habits. The smoke I had on my way to see him was the last one I ever had and it's been going that way for 22 years. If you throw up coffee grounds and don't remember eating coffee, you are bleeding internally and should seek help immediately. I was an athlete in college and one time I was at lift and when I was moving the bar from the side holder on the squat rack I hit myself in the side of the head just hard enough. I didn't think much of it. Finished my lift and went home. I didn't feel great for the next few days. A few days later after competing in a track meet I was at a team barbecue and had the worst headache. After I left I decided to do some homework with my friend. Sat down in front of my computer fell asleep for about 20 minutes and when I woke up I looked at my screen and I was like, holy crap, I can't read. I had a concussion. I was with a friend at a public pond in Boston. She was going to teach me to kayak. We were just getting into the water, barefoot, of course, and washing off the kayaks, and she was going to teach me to get into it. I slipped on a rock or something, and there was a sharp pain in my foot. Not bad, just real sharp, real quick. I went, wait, I think I stepped on something. Let me look. Lifted my foot up, and the water was blood red. My friend was all, um, we need to get a better look at that. Get to shallow water. I'm going to find a first aid kit or something. I kept insisting it was fine. Really, it barely hurt, but you know how blood in water is. It looks like way more than it actually is. I sat down once the water was shallow enough and put pressure on. Someone came over and was all like, are you okay? And my friend had found a couple dudes nearby who were like, I got a first aid kit in the car, probably have some butterfly bandages in there. Let's see how bad it is. I brought up my foot out of the water and you could see the layers of skin and fatty tissue kind of flopping about. All four of the folks around me simultaneously went, ew, or oh my god, or something of the sort. We wrapped a sock around it, quickest thing we could find. Helpful dudes said they'd take care of the kayaks and my friend zipped me to the ER. I seriously did not think it was hurt that bad at all. It was very non-painful when it happened. The recovery was a nightmare, but when it happened, it didn't feel any worse than a small cut or something. 
<laughs> in the ER, I'm sitting there with this sock around my foot and the doctor comes in with three students following along behind him. They were in coats, he wasn't. He was all, okay, let's have a look. And he unwraps the soaking wet sock from my foot, not water, and I sprayed blood all over him. Even as he backed away, we're talking about a five-foot arching spray of blood pumping with my heartbeat. It was kind of awesome, actually. Yep, severed an artery. The doc was like, well, that's what I get for not wearing my coat. I'll send you a dry cleaning bill. <laughs> As the three students and him were leaving, one says to me, seriously excited, We've never seen arterial bleeding before. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Medical students so weird. Bless them. When I was a kid, I used to like taking nice long dumps while playing on my Game Boy. I once stayed on too long. It felt weird. It felt like I was halfway through pooping out a giant turd, which makes you want to push, right? Yeah, bad idea. Apparently, your butt can fold itself inside out like a sock. I thought it was a piece of crap I could grab and pull out, so I wadded up a bunch of TP and tried to pull it out, but it hurt, so I started to panic. Screamed for my parents, went to the ER, sat in the ER waiting room with my guts inside out for a while, and when I finally got in, the doc had me lay down on my stomach. He had no idea what the heck to do. He said he might massage it back in. That phrase is stuck in my head for the rest of my life, and I just remember it folding back in it was so uncomfortable and cold never happened again it's called a prolapse and it's awful that was really hard not to laugh all the way through but uh yeah there's a reason why you shouldn't stay on the toilet too long one day i went from huh my hearing is muffled in one ear to now i'm deaf in one ear to the room is spinning and i can't stop vomiting went to the er real fast at that point now the room has stopped spinning but i never did get that hearing back Leg pain went from a nuisance to not being able to stand up. Turns out it was stage 3 cancer. If I had waited another week, I would probably not be around anymore. My doctors did several different types of scans on me. They ended up finding a tumor the size of a grapefruit on the base of my spine. A few days later, they removed it, and I further had six rounds of inpatient chemo and a further six weeks of radiation treatment. The cancer was called schwannoma neurofibromasacoma, and yes, I still have my leg. It was basically the same situation as the movie 50-50? Hey, my ankle looks a little swollen. Five minutes later. Hey, everything under my knee turned into a purple elephant foot. Also, my pee is blood. Kidney failure. Not even once. Didn't have a period for a couple months, more like six months to be honest, and thought nothing of it because, well, didn't have to bleed for a week. Yay! Until I had cramps that made me crawl through the house and almost rip my mom's shirt while crying asking to be taken to the hospital. It lasted a couple of hours, but it had to happen twice for my mom to take me to the OBGYN. I went, did the exams, and she said it's totally normal. I had an ongoing period from the end of December to February, but in the last month I had normal periods, so... Yay! Throw away because TMI and I don't want to think about this after I post. A couple years ago, I noticed that peeing was starting to hurt. I assumed it was a UTI since I've actually had one before when I was much younger, and it felt similar. I heard that a good way to cure or treat a UTI was to drink a metric ton of water so you kind of pee away the germs, and that's what I did. A few days later, I couldn't pee at all, like nothing would come out. Even though I definitely had urine in my body, a panic attack or two later, I finally told my mom so she could take me to the ER. I was underage at the time and couldn't drive and I was also in so much pain I probably wouldn't have been able to drive even if I knew how. Did you know that catheters suck? Because 
catheters suck. I went through a lot of physical and psychologically uncomfortable tests, including an ultrasound because one of the possible causes was a cyst on my ovaries. We found nothing, like no causes, at all. We had no idea what was going on. My urethra just decided it didn't want to pee anymore and clamped up, causing immense pain whenever something needed to pass through. Like a ton of water I drank under the impression that it was a UTI. Thankfully, there's a medication specifically for that sort of situation. It numbs up the urethra just enough that I could pee. That combined with the catheter probably saved my life. I wasn't anywhere near exploding bladder status yet, but I damn well could have been. Eventually. After a few days of taking the medication, I was fine and I've never had that happen since. Kind of an anticlimactic end to be honest, but it did go from mad to, oh, Balls, I need to go to a hospital in the matter of a day or two. In college, just as we were about to start the summer vacation, we had a scheduled week to pick up our grades. This was before electronic grading and all this fancy stuff. We still rolled with report cards. I wasn't feeling too well. I barely could walk and had a head-splitting migraine. I was sure that I was at least 100 degrees Fahrenheit in terms of temperature and was starting to feel chills. All the flu-like symptoms at the start of the summer. I trotted through the day at uni, six hours going from class to class, building to building to pick up my grades. On the drive home, I was with my dorm mate who lives in the same hometown as me. We were driving with a family member and I knew whatever was happening to me was serious as my vision was clouding and I felt like I was being boiled from the inside. My mom's hospital was nearby and I knew the director personally. I asked the driver to pull over and take me there. By the time we were at the waiting area, I barely could walk and my dorm mates were trying to hold my head. I insisted she go home and ask my family members to fetch my mom. I used the excuse if I had the flu, I didn't want them to be sick. I called my mom who was upset that I was faking sickness. I always was overly dramatic, but this really felt like death. She was rambling on the phone that I was pulling unnecessary stunts and I kept saying, if you want to yell at me do it here and hung up the phone i went up to the director's office who immediately saw something was wrong everything from this point was a blur i spent two hours in the er had two ivs and at some point was with a breathing tube by the time my mom came she saw me in the er with all these machines and tubes hooked up and i ended up being in the hospital for a week i didn't fully wake up till almost two days later i would come in and out of consciousness but the bad times where i would have seizure-like coughing fits that wouldn't let me breathe and up. Oh, Back goes the breathing tube. Diagnosis. Walking pneumonia with bronchitis infection. I must have had it days before. After I recovered from a slight fever and ignored me coughing up a little blood, the event weakened my already bad lungs so bad it took me a long while to recover. Developed epilepsy in my 20s and couldn't figure out what's been triggering them. A year and a half later in unstable medicine, I'm going on three months without a grand mal seizure. I've never had or seen a seizure in real life, but uh, I imagine that is awful to have that regularly. I kept my contacts in for too long, had a headache, and decided to sleep it off. Thankfully, I took out my contacts because when I woke up, it seriously felt like I was hitting the skull with a baseball bat. Any amount of light hurt so freaking bad. Rushed to the ICU where they looked at my eye and said I had a corneal ulcer. So now, I have a very small scar on my eye. It doesn't affect my vision, but I totally learned from sleeping with my contacts in. I had recurring back pain for a couple of years. It would be really bad for a couple of days, then it would go away for a few months. Then, last year, it came back and didn't go away. I thought it was some kind of musculoskeletal problem and tried to push through it. When I couldn't breathe or walk without assistance, I went to the ER. Both of my lungs were collapsing with 800 mils of fluid on each one, plus some around my heart. Doctors were surprised I was still alive.
Bent down to pick up mail I had placed on my stairs, stood up too quickly and got lightheaded, and an hour and a half later I still didn't feel right. Lightheaded, racing heart, shortness of breath, etc. My dad had gone through heart issues less than a year before, and I thought my mind was convincing myself that I was in arterial fibrillation because he had lots of episodes of it, and I knew a thing or two about it. Go to the ER? Yep, a fib. Several hours later, and two ineffective chemical cardioversions later, I got an electrical cardioversion defibrillation. They knocked me out, did some cardioversions, and I came around in less than four minutes. Woke up feeling like everything was normal again. They kept getting stronger, so I kept popping with gravel, Pepto, and Advil. One morning, I woke up with searing headache pain and reached for my extra-strength liquid Avil, and the bottle was empty. I polished off the whole bottle in less than a week. That's when I realized it was really serious. Turns out, it was a brain tumor. Luckily, surgery fixed me up. When I googled what does throat cancer look like and a bunch of pictures similar to the fleshy lump in the back of my throat came up. About to sleep, and my tooth is feeling weird. Hurts a little, but nothing I can't sleep through. I went I wake up from a nightmare in a deep sweat and my jaw is exploding with pain. I stagger out of bed, somewhat delirious, and collapse on my kitchen floor in pure, unadulterated agony. I've had fingers crushed, bones broken, and skin badly burned before, but nothing has ever come close to how bad toothache hurts. My freaking God, it was the worst time of my entire life. I had a hot pulp and my dentist said it was the worst they'd ever seen. Had to have an emergency root canal. Look after your teeth. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm the type of guy that's like, no, I refuse to take an ibuprofen, a painkiller, or what have you. If I'm in pain to some degree, it has to be really serious. But consistently, if I have an abscess or something, or some kind of tooth pain, then I am just 100% down. Give me the painkillers, please. Level went from, oh damn, this is bad, but I can basically keep it together, to I can no longer give even the slightest appearance that I am okay. That and the EMT buddies I was hanging out with said they were legitimately concerned that I might be dying. Turned out, it was a kidney stone. I had been in a minor car accident earlier in the day and hadn't gone to the hospital, so they were concerned that there was internal bleeding or something, and I was going to drop dead from it in front of them. One time I was at work and I felt a touch queasy. No big deal, I'll just sit down and try to eat something. That'll set me right. Nope. I straight fell out of my chair and started flopping around on the floor like a fish. Had a seizure for no reason at all, or none that the doctor could find. Had a killer migraine for weeks and was constantly dizzy, and I doubt I'll ever know why it happened. I had an annoying pain on the right side of my back that moved to the right side under my rib. I knew it was gas. The next morning it was still there. I laid down to move the gas. That made it worse. I started having horrible pain in the middle of my chest. Thought I was having a heart attack. Vomiting, etc. There was a point where I thought I was going to pass out because I couldn't take the pain anymore. A few days later, I was talking to my husband and decided to look up the symptoms because I was still a little sore. I went to the doctor and had to go to the hospital for an ultrasound. I had a bad gallbladder attack. Kinda gross, but my first bleeding UTI, I went from, eh, I'll drink lots of cranberry juice to, oh no! I love cranberry juice, but you can't drink too much of it because it makes you spit all viscousy and horrible. I had rosacea. After around five years, I grew out of it. At around the same time as I stopped eating dairy. Then I decided I really missed cheese. The rosacea came back, but all over my whole face and neck, along with a strange, intense itchiness that I'd never experienced. 
and hives. Had my oh crap I need to see a doctor moment real goddamn quick. In December of 07 I had a really bad calf strain. Got so bad I could barely put weight on it. I had a deep vein thrombosis. A blood clot and a deep vein in my leg it turned out. My left leg started to lose feeling. First from at the toes and worked its way up over the course of a couple days. There was no pain just tingling. No pain. No doctor. Right? That's what I thought until I tried to stand up and my leg just buckled. Time to get that checked. Went to the ER, had an MRI, had a ruptured disc that and I quote, obliterated my spinal cord and I was hours away from permanent nerve damage or paralysis. Had surgery immediately, all is well now. Loki, I'm so worried this topic is going to turn me into a hypochondriac. Like, I just know that when I'm done reading this, the slightest pain in my body is just going to set off alarm bells. I was sore in my pelvis, think between my left leg leg and the base of my wiener? Thought I must have rammed it into the bag hooks while working behind the register. It didn't get better though, and I thought I must have kept running into it while I wasn't looking. I got to the point where I couldn't tie my shoes, run, or wear seatbelts. It also looked like a frickin' golf ball was under my skin. I was driving a Del Sol at the time, which was not an ergonomic masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. It frickin' killed having to sit in that position. Working a clutch and wearing a seatbelt made it worse. I went to the doctor. Eventually, they found out I had a really agitated lymph node that couldn't be relieved. I had recently found out I was paused and that can happen sometimes, even when the numbers look good. I needed surgery to remove it. Turns out it was the size of a robin's egg, which is apparently big for a lymph node. All the rest was swelling. No cancer, no nothing. It was just an agitated lymph node. I've been sick with mono for two weeks. I didn't go to the doctor or suspect anything was wrong until I woke up one day and I was jaundiced like crazy. Turned out the monovirus was attacking my liver and affecting enzyme production, making me throw up frequently as well. Got stung by a bee while riding a motorcycle on my way to work. My dad is very allergic and I'm a bit allergic myself, but only very rarely have serious reactions to it. Meh. Half an hour later at work, my bicep was uncharacteristically swole, like Arnie, and the veins in my arm were bright, inflamed, and red. Yep, supervisor told me to get gone. I tried to find a doctor in the box that wouldn't take all of my savings, and after a bit of driving around with this ridiculous bee-stung arm, got treated. Fun times. I used to fall asleep in class ever since I can remember. Just thought, hey, school is boring. Fast forward, I'm 21 years old and still falling asleep in classes. Anytime I have to drive anywhere over an hour long and have to pull over to take naps, would fall asleep at work daily and just felt extremely exhausted 24-7. I just thought, hey, this must be what it's like to be an adult. Tired all the time and just wanting to sleep. Bet it'll only get worse from here. Then one day, I fell asleep mid-sentence talking to my boss. I played it off to him like I was sick and just passed out for a moment. Went to the doctors and did some sleep studies. Turns out, I have narcolepsy. I woke up for work on a Friday morning with a tickle in my throat. After work, I traveled to Boston for a pre-planned weekend trip, my throat and tonsils swelling more the entire time. I get home on Sunday not being able to swallow my own saliva without almost crying. I did cry at times. Monday morning, there's a massive blizzard and everything is closed except a walk-in clinic. I forced my significant other to help me drive through 24 plus inches of snow because it was really unbearable. The doctor there said I had the worst tonsils he's seen in years and that if it keeps swelling, I should go to the ER. Turns out I had a really bad case of tonsillitis due to undiagnosed mono. Vertigo. Was getting my daughter ready for school when suddenly it felt like I drank a gallon of moonshine and couldn't even stand up. Room spinning, the works. Meclizine is life now. Also, I can't ride simulators or use VR anymore. That kind of sucks.
I got earaches a lot. Most of the time, I'm meh about it. Take some Tylenol and go about my life. One time in particular, though, it moved into an ear infection in under eight hours. I've had ear infections before, but nothing compared to the pain I was feeling that evening. I paced around the room in tears for about two hours before giving up and going to urgent care where I got medication for my ear along with pain medication. I'll never forget the exact moment that the pain medicine kicked in. It was absolute bliss. One night in college, I went to an exceptionally crazy forest party, drank way too much and ended up blacking out. I was obviously extremely hungover and in a lot of pain, so I went home, drank a bunch of water, and slept for a few hours. When I woke up, I had super intense pains in my abdomen, and I chalked it up to it being from my drinking. Fast forward two days later, and I'm in too much pain to leave my apartment. Every time I move, it's painful. After three days of this and I go to the campus health center, they ran some tests but couldn't find anything wrong, but told me to go to the ER. When I go to the ER, they have no clue and give me fluids and send me home. I return in about an hour since the pain is so terrible. They do a colonoscopy and find out I have huge kidney stones. Took me another week with pain meds and prostate meds, I'm female by the way, to pass them. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Linked in the description below.